is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. I, yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Joining us uh, via the telephone is uh, Jeff Ashes. He's still in town now, but may not be later as he'll get set, I'm sure, to hit the road for a little volleyball action perhaps this weekend. Lefty, where are we catching you? Are you off to some place? Yeah. Um, we are at home this weekend, so we're to Sioux Falls, so I'll be heading there this afternoon. Actually, tonight we get to play at the Pentagon, um, which is kind of cool. That's where we used to always have the NSIC tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming you've been to the Pentagon? Yep, I have. Yep. So... It's a cool place. Yeah. I mean, the girls probably the girls would probably pick pay, playing at the Elman, uh, the facility they play in, just because it's on campus. So sometimes the kids don't want to drive all the way out to the Pentagon. So right, right. From that a- from that aspect, they probably don't get quite as many students there, but um, it's still a fun place to go, and it's a little bit different for for viewing. And you know, it's where they have you know, like I said, used to have the NSIC tournament, have a lot of state tournaments, NCAA's, all kinds of stuff. So. So they get to play there tonight. Um, they have Moorhead tonight and Northern tomorrow. And just to talk a minute about it, we are kind of in a spot right now. So top eight teams get to go to the NSIC tournament, which is usually always your goal um, for the year. Uh, and we are tied with three other teams, I think, for the eighth spot. So, and we have, what do we have, two weekends left maybe other than this. So, we're kind of in a stretch here where we really can't afford to drop any games. So the girls have a tall order, but um, they know that, I guess. So I'm hoping they can come out with a bunch of fire and and end on a really good note here and make a little run and get into the tournament. Yeah, that's for sure. So you, you're you a volleyball guy and, and have watched uh, a whole lot of it and, and have seen things go on. Uh, the reason I'm talking about this is the is the Gopher volleyball team is 500 uh, this year. They've been yeah. a, a top five program in the country for years under Hugh McCutcheon, and then they changed coaches, and now they're like 10-9. and nine. They got swept last night mm-hmm. by uh, a Purdue, 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 I think. And usually yeah. now they have to play Wisconsin. They're always one of the top five teams as well. What I mean, it's obviously a big change. I don't know if they lost players for the Gophers or, or what happened, but, boy, fortunes yeah. sure turned on them. They did lose some players, but um, I think, honestly, I talk about the NSIC a lot, and rightfully so, because it's the best second or excuse me, the best Division two program in the nation. Yep. I don't think there's any denying that the Big Ten is the best Division one program in the nation. Yeah. So even with their record, and like I always look at ours too, and I'm like, well, if you just look at the records, you'd be, ah, oh, you guys aren't having a very good year, huh? And I'm like, yeah, but we're getting our brains beat in every night by a top ten team in the entire nation just yep. within our, you know, a two hour drive here. So. Um, I think it's a lot of the same for the Big Ten. They did lose a couple really good, you know, two of their best players, I think, off. And, again, I'm, a, I'm not so much a volleyball guy as I am a volleyball dad. <laughs> okay. I'm still, Fair enough. I'm still trying to figure out the game. So <laughs> if anybody would tune in that is a little bit more of a volleyball person than me, I don't want to come across like I'm trying to be a know-it-all. But um, I, do, I do watch a lot of those matches. I mean, I don't know if you caught any of that. Uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin played last weekend. It was one and two in the nation. Yeah, um, and it, it had more viewers than what the Nebraska football game had. So that's telling you something. That's pretty cool for the uh, sport of uh, women's volleyball, as far as 
just how big it has come. And I'm sure you saw the when they played at Nebraska at Cornhusker Stadium. Yeah. Uh, earlier this season, it was the number one attended uh, match. And then Caitlin Clark with uh, Iowa, they did that for the women's basketball, had 50-some thousand people there for an exhibition game. So, yep. uh, But to answer your question, they're still going to be a threat. I've heard some commentators talking about, you know, the Gophers team, too, as they're figuring it out. And you go through all the battles of playing in a conference like that. Um, case in point for our Augie girls, Two out of the last three years, so we've been the eight seed um, in our NSIC tournament, uh-huh. playing the number one seed, and we have knocked off the number one seed two out of the last three years. And that number one seed typically translates to you know one or two in the nation at that time at the end of the season. So <clears throat> the point I'm making is, yeah, the record doesn't look that good, but it's still dang good volleyball, and they probably have a really good chance of making a run because of who they play. It's just that there's so many of those you know, the NCAA Division One is just different because, you know, you put out the best teams into the tournament, whereas for us, we have one spot to get into the NCAA tournament, and we'll have, I don't know, five of the eight teams that make our NSIC tournament will be probably ranked in the top 12 of the nation. Wow. So you can kind of make that argument to say, geez, well, why wouldn't you try to do more of the you just select the top team, so you'd get two or three. That does not mean that we couldn't get an at-large bid yet, but if if you're a really, let's say you're ranked 10th right now in the nation, but you go like 0-2 in the NSIC tournament, yeah, probably bumps you out of there. But are you one of the best, you know, 30, 40, 50 teams in the nation? Not even, you know, not even a question. So, so it's a little bit different that way, and I realize you have to do it how you do it, but the volleyball that is being played just in the state of Minnesota and then, you know the Big Ten and stuff is crazy. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how much volleyball you watch, Todd, but I watch a little it is bit. A beautiful. Yep. It is a beautiful thing when it is played right, and the passing, uh, the setting. You know, obviously, it's easy to gravitate to the to the big girls just pounding the crap out of the ball. I mean, that is awesome. <laughs> right, but right. the the beautiful part of volleyball is the passing and the the way the way those girls in the back row. I, it just blows my mind. Uh, we have. The, she was our girl, our our Erica, Erica Butte. She was ranked the number one uh, libero in all of the nation in Division Two last year, or in our conference. I'm sorry, which should tell you that she's probably about the best libero in the nation. Then, yeah. So to be able to watch her um, every night, and then you go and watch those girls in the Big Ten. I mean, the, the Wisconsin. I think it was Wisconsin. Wisconsin had a six-eight girl um, hitting. And her reach, or whatever they call it, was over 11 feet. Wow. So she jumped a foot over a basketball hoop. I'm sitting here like, how in the world are you supposed to get a touch on that ball at the net? It's Good like, luck. She's got to be a foot over everybody that's trying to block, you know? Yeah. And then you don't think that's going straight down wherever it's going? And does every one of her kills go straight down with nobody hitting it? No. They block it. The girls are digging it. It's just... It really blows my mind. I I think I told you that one time. To me, it would be like moving the first base and third base halfway up in baseball. Yeah, and then you can, but you can still hit it just as hard. That's kind of right. what it's like back there. Right. So right. It's, yeah, it's amazing and how and how they pass it right to that setter and yeah. So yeah, and of course, I, pulling for the Gophers too with Wilmer Cardinal, Sidney Schnickels uh, on that team. Hopefully, they yeah. can they can find their way out of it. A little bit of the new head coach getting used to the players and all that, and I'm you know, sure. he'll have yeah. to recruit. I, I and think so they're forth. fans. I think they're really fans of the new coach. So yeah. I haven't heard any scuttle, you know, no. or anything. Not not that I'm that tight, but 
So it might just take a little bit and some recruiting and getting his players in, and I don't know if they run the same system different or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's fun to watch, and we're getting to that time where it's tournament time. So the volleyball season is so dang short, Todd. And for I know. me, having, knowing that this is it, you know, we're starting to talk about senior night, and I think it's parents' night this weekend. And those things usually don't come at the beginning of the season. They come towards the end. So yeah. A lot of these things are hitting me in the head that, yeah, this is about it, but just trying to enjoy it. So. Yeah, that's right. Well, good luck uh, this weekend then uh, while Thank you're on the road. Hey, I really enjoyed playing Hawk Creek with you and Speed yesterday and, and Snow yeah. and Brady Madsen. That was a good crew. We had a lot of fun. Uh, boy, the course was in terrific in, uh, shape. I really enjoyed myself down there. It was. I wish it wouldn't have taken us all year to do it, but I'm certainly glad that we got to. I yep. know. I know Speedo is very proud to have you guys over there. He did a little bit of extra work on the course that he didn't need to do just for, well, we were the only five people on the course from what <laughs> I saw. I think there might have been one guy walking, but nobody else is on the entire course, so uh, we had it to ourselves. Um, once we got our greens going, you know, we talked a lot about our greens early on and the rough shape that they were in, and once we got them going in the right direction, uh, they, they've been awesome all summer, and then um aerating went great uh, kevin groom brought up a little crow helped us out with some equipment and that really came through great as you saw you couldn't even hardly tell that they'd ever been plugged in. right so yeah that was it was a great day uh unfortunately for myself shot one of my worst rounds out at hawk this year and that isn't just talking it's actually of record because of league but I was thinking I never had a birdie in 18 holes, Scott. That is, yeah, that is not going to get the job done against players like you guys. So. Yeah, that, that was unusual for you that you didn't have a single birdie. That was kind of the shocker of the day. Well, at my home course. At my home course. <laughs> I yeah. know. Not that it's really about me. But um, I think Snow had one. So I think him and I combined for one birdie in yeah. 18 holes. Yeah. So I guess it's yeah. 36 holes, really, when you look at it. But, yeah, and, well, um, you know, I, I, I wind up winning a, a few dollars off of snow, which was yeah. fun, but I'm the best sidecar in the world, you know. I mean, I, I <laughs> Brady Madsen is my partner. As long as I didn't shoot 110, there was a fair chance yeah. we were going to win a little money because, uh, you know. Yeah, you can't, you can't really at the first tee when you're like, really? Like I have to play with Brady? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I had to take snow, you know. I mean, geez, what what a consolation prize. Yeah. I never thought about that. I should have put the Hawk guys all together somehow against you outsiders. But, no, it was, yeah. it was good. Me and Snow are a good crew to have together. All we ever do is talk smack, even though we didn't really back much of it up. But, yeah, it was, it was a fun mix because, you know, of course, um, you got, you know, we talk about it and stuff, but to actually have you come over there and then have Brady join for the last round and then, Speed too um, to be able to play with us. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Speedo actually to me is having one of his best uh, summers of golf too, and he doesn't really get that much chance to play play because he's always busy taking care of the course. You know, <laughs> that's right. Kind of like right. Aiky, right off the right off the mower or off the cart, right onto the tee box. Yeah, like you're ever really working on your game. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. I uh, that was like my second outing in a row that I had to play Brady Madsen. I guess I'm one of his sponsors all of a sudden. But, uh, <laughs> It wasn't a huge sponsorship uh, yesterday, but it was kind of fun. Real far, yeah. It's not going to get him real far, but um, they, as you said, the exchange of the money is sometimes more important than the amount of the exchange. That's right. Doesn't matter how much. It's all about the the bragging rights. Uh, so that's the la- That was the last day then yesterday well, that Hawk Creek is yeah, open. Or? Let's not forget here this last hole shot of Brady's. Yeah. Oh I my think gosh. We, we're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, like I said, I wasn't really doing inventory. I mean, I saw that little suckwad over there underneath the tree, <laughs> and I'm like, I wouldn't have even fit in that spot. Nope. You know, he could. That probably that probably was an advantage of him being a little bit smaller in stature at that point, because he could actually stand up and they, I would have had to have been hunched over in that spot. And I'm thinking to myself, well, he's going to. Didn't you think he was just punching out to the fairway? Like I thought that was his only shot. Well, I was standing a little him. closer to him, and I saw him eyeballing the green. But I didn't want to say anything because I, I said, well, hey, he knows what he's doing. He clearly did. So just to describe it quickly, he's he's underneath. You know, the pines are cut up a little bit so you can actually get under and take a shot, which I love. That's the way golf courses should be, is to cut the, the yep. branches up a little. So even though you're under a tree, you still can get under there and take a shot. So he's right up against the, some root uh, things there, and, and he's got a hunch over. He doesn't have the, the, the exact stance. It's back in his stance a little. And he's got probably 90 yards or so, maybe yeah, a little more he's than that. Take a short. Yeah. He can't follow through because he's going to bend his right. sandwich or whatever. Or, or, or break a wrist. Snow is over there. Yep. Tell him, don't hurt yourself while you're hitting this shot. That's how difficult it was. And then he. But speed is telling it. But speed is telling him, hey, it's only one hundred and fifty dollars for a wedge. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So have at it. He's going. Yeah. So I mean, uh, almost impossible, and he hits it to about eight feet. <laughs> so, so that was. And makes, was, and makes the putt. Yeah. Oh man. And yep. paid it off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That that was a classic. Yeah. Total total Brady style. It was kind of fun. Um, you know, Brady's one of those guys. Of course, I'm always egging him on, but. He likes to do a little smack talk himself, so it's kind of fun to see that part of him be able to let loose. And obviously, we're all huge Brady fans and yeah, for yeah. him and everything else. But but it was it was cool. It was a cool mix, like you said, that we had over there. And yeah. I appreciate being able to show off Hawk, and we'll have to make it an event again next year. And, yeah, uh, more more than once next year. More than once yeah. next year, definitely. Uh, it was kind of fun though when I when I got to the tee, you know, Speed looks at me and he hadn't golfed with me before, so he looks at me and he goes, "Well, you can play the yellow tees with me up here because you know he knows I'm about his vintage. I'm a few years younger than he is." And Snow goes, "Oh no, 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 he's the youngest 59 year old you've ever seen." So uh, so that was that was kind of fun though that I you know I played the back tees with you guys and and uh, you know because I could get out there off the tee with you guys. I, I'm not. You would have been. You would have been chipping from the fringe. <laughs> right. There was some some of those gold tees. I would have been getting pretty close on a couple of those par fours, it, so that was a lot of when fun. When you start, you know, I'm kind of in that stage. I'm a few years behind you, but I'm yeah. kind of in that stage where, yeah, I can kind of look forward to it, but I still have a ways, you know, so it isn't like, oh, in a couple of years, that's what, you know, like it's going to transform me and kind of put me back distance-wise where everybody else was, so... Mm. I kind of have to battle here for a few years, but you can kind of see the light to be like, wow, you know, I could see how it'd be nice. Yeah. Not that you necessarily love your wedges, but no, I don't. You're gonna have to really, re- <laughs> you're gonna really have to hit the hit the range and work on those because yeah. Once you start playing from the gold, Todd, I know you're gonna have a lot of short chips. A lot of them. I, you know, at yep. Eagle Creek, I have some half wedges, quite a few as it is now. And like you yeah, said, you I, I don't do. really love my wedges all the time, so I'm going to have to get somebody help me with that a little bit. Because uh, that's <laughs> no, certainly... the way it's not, the way snow chipped, I would just stick oh. with him helping you. Oh my gosh, yeah. chipping and putting. He couldn't hit the ball off the tee to save his life. I'm glad we didn't have anybody <laughs> on any of the other holes. He would have had a victim by the time we finished yesterday. 
Oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. Hey, uh, so uh, World Series gets underway tonight. Not exactly a dream matchup with the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, take it on the Rangers. But I love the World Series no matter who's playing. Who do you like? You think uh, the uh, Cinderella D-backs can pull off an upset or not? I would be in the Rangers um, bandwagon simply because when we were down in Dallas for volleyball, we went down to Texas Live. Have you ever been there? Yes, I have. That's a fun place. Yeah, so I mean, I basically parked at Arlington Stadium, so I'm basically yep. one of them now. So, <laughs> so yeah. So you know, we have pictures by the the Texas emblem, uh, the Rangers emblem, and uh, basically, you know, we were right there. So yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm on their bandwagon, and I kind of like I like parts of their team. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that it all works out for them. I like. I like Scherzer too. Yeah, and the American League. I, I, I pull for the American League team uh, in yeah. general as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Rangers will beat them. I just hope it's a good World Series and not uh, kind of a blowout. But Arizona's been hot, so I wouldn't think it would be a four game sweep. I, I, I would like to see well, seven games. The Phillies, man. I mean, they yeah. beat the Phillies. So yeah, that's right. That's, that's a tall order. But you know uh, how baseball order. is you're hot for a week, oh, yeah. and then you're cold for a week. Uh, you just hope yeah. you catch a hot streak at the right time. I know. I'm excited for it, uh, mostly because, you know, again, that not to keep talking about the ends of everything, but, I mean, it's the championship of it. It's the yep. end of it. It's, you know, when you think back and they show all the highlights of different World Series fashion, I like, go, oh, I remember that. I remember, you know, when yeah. they show the Diamondbacks winning and Craig Council or whatever, I'm like, I remember that. I remember that, you yep. know. So um, I'm still looking forward to it. And part of it, you know, it's just to continue to get to know some of the players and, uh, I just I love the scene of it all, so I'll be definitely tuned in as much as I possibly can. Yeah, uh, Vikings and Packers on Sunday. The line started out with the Packers favored by a point. Curiously, I thought. I mean, what have they done to deserve to be favored uh, against the they're Vikings? Home, but right? yeah, but they're at home. That's so. That's what it is. But uh, the guys that wager money legally in the country and now have the Vikings uh, as a point favorite. Uh, so that's flipped two points already in the Vikings' favor. So most of the early money going on the Vikings, I think they should go into Lambeau and beat the Packers, don't you? Well, I would hope so, but it's kind of like what you just said about playing really good one week and yeah. not so good the next week. That would definitely epitomize the purple. Yeah, And I do, I do because of all of my Kirk bashing, i got to give him some credit. Um, he, he battled was, on Monday night. He was really was good. I, yep. I felt like, you know, all the times where we were like, yep, here we go, this here, here comes the Vikings, you know, here we go, we're going to yep. do this. Came through on big third down passes and defensively to come up with interceptions and stops when it just kind of looked like they were going downhill. You know, San Francisco was going downhill. Like, geez, they're just going to they're gonna come right down here and score. So it's like we made the plays that the really good teams make. And yep. I, I love the rhetoric now in social media and the sports world about, oh, look at the Vikings schedule. They're going to yeah. be 8-4, and four, you know, and – Everybody had us written off, you know. Yep. I'd trade Kirk right now. This is going to be a wash of a season, and you know, <laughs> two weeks later, that is sports to yep. its finest as far as, as far as that goes. But when you look at that schedule they have, yep. know, there's no way you can't be a little optimistic. They play some dogs, right, coming They've... up that are not very good with quarterback issues, and yeah, you know, so. They have a chance to go on a run. Uh, everybody was off them when they were 0-3, and, and, you know, kind of rightfully so. That's a terrible start. But now they've won three out of their last four, and they're into a little softer portion of their schedule. So maybe they can make a nice run here. That's right. Well, Lefty, safe travels uh, this weekend. We'll talk again next week. 
All right, Todd, stay warm. This weather is not cool. That's right. Jeff Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.